Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Dave. Dave is one-third of the host of the Monster Deer Monster podcast. Uh, this week, we have a Monster Deer Monster podcast special where we're interviewing all three hosts and releasing their episodes on the same day. Dave is a really big Souls fan. He's played all of the games. I think it's a really interesting conversation, especially his um, kind of thoughts on the twist that Bloodborne takes towards the middle of the game. So I think you guys are going to like this one. Enjoy the episode. Tell me about the first time that you encountered a uh, Souls or Bloodborne game. Uh, first time, I was in the military still um, back in 2009. So I I ran across um, Demon Souls in the it was like a there was a GameStop in the local PX at the, at the, the base, um, and I saw the cover and it just looked so different, I guess than everything else that was out. And I want to say this was Atlas was doing the, um, the publishing here. And I've been a fan of Atlas for a long time. I mean, you know, the, the publisher really doesn't have anything to do with who made the game, but I, I bought a bunch of their RPGs and it was like, well, this is, looks, this looks a little bit different. Um, uh, more, I don't know, I guess old school RPG looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hadn't, uh, I think I maybe heard of Kingsfield, but I didn't associate that um, with FromSoft at the time. Um, but it had that kind of aesthetic. Uh, I liked old wizardry games and things like that. So real like, uh, crunchy dungeon crawlers. It, yeah, and and stuff that you could just you know sink some time into. Um, and I want to say, yeah, I, I picked it up. I didn't see any um, game trailers or anything, uh, and I this may have been one of the last few games where they actually had an instruction booklet and not just like a little paper pamphlet inside. Uh, or no, it, it came with a, maybe a little art book. I'm trying to remember it's been a long time. Uh, but I know it either way, there was um, pictures of like some of the bosses inside the manual. And um, that's what like really wanted me to like play the game. Uh, I, I just, I don't know this idea of, I guess they Maybe they weren't called boss rushes at the time, but the the focus on this like large enemy or something just like had some sort of lore behind it. I thought that that was really cool. Um, something different than you know you you play Final Fantasy or whatever, and you 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 go through the levels and you get to a boss, um, but unless there was like some exposition or some cutscene, you're just not getting any. It's just a a thing that you hit so many times and then it, it dies. Um, I felt that this maybe would have something more to do with the story and there would be more uh, lore and more things to, you know, uh, have fun with and enjoy about playing the game. Um, I didn't realize what (laughs) kind of time it would take uh, to to invest into this game to, I don't want to say get good, (laughs) to to enjoy playing and progress. and unfortunately, uh, at, at this at this juncture, uh, I was living with my um, my roommate, and we were sharing the um, we had like one TV, so the PlayStation was hooked up to that. So if you were playing a game, no one else could use the TV, and I didn't want to sit there and be 
just hogging the, the, the TV for the hours it was going to take me to get any farther. So I, um, I got to, uh, I got through one, one beat the phalanx. And then I just, I don't know. I just didn't pick it back up. Um, unfortunately at the time. And, uh, I guess it would be a, a, so that was 2009. Um, so I stopped playing it. I think I probably sold the game. I just realized I wasn't going to be playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I did um, see some trailers uh, in 2011 for Dark Souls, and I, I could see that it was the a sequel uh, as far as they were going to go for Demon Souls. And I, I think I had a little bit more... Um, free time or maybe we had a second TV by then. Um, so I, I did, I picked that up and, uh, yeah, that I, I, I did eventually bounce off of dark souls as well, just for time issues. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't have an hour or two or whatever, um, to devote to the game a day, uh, that I thought it needed. Um, I don't know. You can kind of play this in, in spurts, but that works more once you've, I think, done a full uh, playthrough, and then you can just enjoy, you know, doing PvP or something uh, for you know thirty minutes. But it's not not conducive to trying to play the game. Um, yeah, because you don't have and, and explore to, to, to no. really get into it. Yeah. What was it? Because um, if you if you liked dungeon crawlers, uh, and when you picked up Demon Souls, what was it like coming to that style of? I know you didn't get into a dungeon proper, but like that third person kind of clunky combat that everyone talks about with Demon Souls, like the because it, it's such a marked difference than just about everything else that was out at the time, which was you know in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, like you didn't have a lot of slower paced third person games. If it was third person, it was like you know you're you're an action star, you're you know Ezio and Assassin's Creed or or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hate Assassin's Creed games. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but I, I I I gave them a shot. They're terrible. Um, I had played Armored Core uh, back in like the PlayStation sure. era, mm-hmm. and if you want to talk about clunky controls, or you know, I, eventually I went back to Kingsfield. Um, but yeah, those had horrendous. Like you had to use the shoulder buttons to look up and down. Um, super slow. But it's it's satisfying combat. I mean, they knew what they're doing as far as using, I guess, self-imposed limitations um, and, and making you feel you're, you know, something a large, slow um, mech. I, I get that same feeling with this. I mean, you're ro- you're running around in, you know, full plate armor, and yeah, you're not going to be sprinting um, except for you know a few few paces or whatever um but i I guess it transfers over to when you're using lighter armor it's not it's not the speediest um Mm -hmm. game uh no i I enjoyed it uh the combat itself was was fine it was satisfactory um i think it took me a while to get used to the um the idea of estus uh and something that was like a limited heal uh that you just couldn't refill or or you know enemies aren't dropping um health refill items not on dark souls anyway so i guess that part was a little bit different okay so you you started seeing some trailers for dark souls and you um you started playing that game what was it is when did when did you finally get hooked like I'm, i'm curious about the time that you were like okay now i can't put this down 
uh, it wasn't even with Dark Souls. So I, uh, I bounced off the armored boar. Like that's what I got to and then stopped playing. Um, and I, I didn't, uh, I kept Dark Souls. I didn't sell it. I knew I was going to come back to it later, but it would, it wouldn't be for a few years. Um, so now what happened was, uh, I saw the trailers for Dark Souls two, and I don't know something just like really grabbed me with with Dark Souls 2 and I um I picked that up on launch and just plowed through that one um I, I started going back to school uh, and I would think I was just working part-time so my my free time was a little bit more uh, open I was out of the military I didn't have you know other obligations so I could just you know do whatever stuff I had to do at the university and then come home and, you know, my time was mine. So I just <laughs> sat down and like <laughs> blasted through, um, all of, uh, you know, vanilla, um, dark souls two, And I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, I know there's like just some sort of un- undeserved, uh, hatred, I guess for dark souls two. I-, I didn't really have a problem with, with any of it really. Um, but, that may have been because I played that one from beginning to end, like, you know, in, in roughly one go um, versus having to stop and months in between and uh, the way I, I kind of had to play with um, Dark Souls. And I didn't, since I didn't get past like Armored Boar, I didn't really dig into the systems um, dealing with humanity and all, all those things in Dark Souls. So I had nothing to really compare it to um, but more than just like, uh, first blush from from Dark Souls and just the aesthetics. So um, I think maybe that's why I get on a little bit better with um, Part Two. Just it's basically the, the really the first one I you know fully played. Okay, so that's when you finally got into it. What so just by having the time? Um, yeah. Did you did were you playing the vanilla version at that time? Like it it just yeah I was playing the vanilla. Okay, so uh, it was. Even worse than it is now. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's, it's much different. different. Yeah. Have you gone back and played Scholar? Yeah, um, I haven't finished Scholar. I think I'm in Shrine of Amana. But, okay, um, you know, about halfway through. Gotcha. Um, but the differences that they've they've done in there, um, I, I find it really interesting because most people consider all of them to be better, and I find it to be in certain areas drastically worse. Like specifically thinking of like the Iron Keep, right? Uh, yeah, uh, what they they did was if you went into um, Scholar uh, like without having played Vanilla, I think it's probably the superior version. But since they redid like all the enemy encounters, it I don't know, it feels harder um, than Vanilla, like markedly so. Um, I think that that would be a rougher place to start for someone that hadn't played um, the, any of the, the previous Souls games. Uh, I don't know. It's that's my opinion. I guess <laughs> I enjoy the vanilla better, sort of, but mm-hmm. I like the uh, the the visual upgrades they did uh, when they um, did the remaster. Yeah, it's um just running at sixty frames per second on PS4, right? Like that just makes it so smooth. Like it's almost it's almost weird. Like I find Souls games running at sixty frames just to be kind of like odd and like because people can make dark souls uh one do that and, and run at 60 frames and it just looks weird like i don't like it yeah <laughs> yeah i have um i have two younger brothers and um 
one of them uh, only he plays games like um, just on PC. He doesn't really have any consoles. Uh, he was playing Dark Souls with um, DS Fix and everything on there, and he was just struggling. I think there's something weird with the with the parry um, at 60 frames. I don't know if it works. I don't, I don't remember. I did some issues with that, but I, I watched him play it, and I was like, I don't know. It looks too buttery or something. <laughs> it looks yeah, weird. It looks it's, it looks like your TV has that uh, true motion enabled, right? Yeah, it just, yeah. It doesn't make it look good. It just makes it look yeah. junk <laughs> <That's> too smooth <laughs> where did you when did you go so you finished dark souls 2 uh, did you yeah. at that point go back and go like okay now i have to finish dark souls 1 or, or at that point was bloodborne out or what was your next step uh let's see uh so this came out in 2014 um yeah, I was still. It took me a while to to get through this. It's a, it's a long game. Um, Dark Souls Two feels, I think, a lot longer than um, Part One. Um, and I think I was doing the, um, all the DLCs, so the all the all the crowns DLC, which kind of that significantly pads the game. Those take a little while to beat. Um, once I finished all of those, or no, right before the DLC came out, I. Uh, I want to say that there was the announcements for um, Project Beast, and um, so my my youngest brother um, he was playing um, through Dark Souls Two with like alongside me. Uh, we would just take turns. Or, or, if I was at school or whatever, he would you know play his character. So we were trying to keep pace. So he would I would get so far and then he would catch up. So that way neither of us were like really surprised um, with where the other person was. We just kept pace with each other through the whole game um and then i uh we were wait we were waiting for bloodborne and i was like dude i have i have dark souls let's <laughs> let's go backwards and you know see if it's any good um i remember dying to some stupid boar so <laughs> let's, let's you know take a look at it um so we did the same thing we just you know leapfrogged uh through um dark souls and uh, I think I don't think we had the prepared to die edition. I don't remember. Um, we eventually did because I did I did the um, Artorias stuff. But yeah, so we were playing that um, as a sort of like stopgap measure until <laughs> Bloodborne came out. <laughs> okay. So how did it uh, get this time? Did yeah. you finally get past that stupid boar? Yeah, I did. Um, I. I beat the game and started my new game plus um, with these games. A lot of times I'll, I would go through my first build and it was just like trash. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. and I was trying uh, not to look up build information on the wiki, but I, I knew um, I don't think I looked up too much stuff with, with dark souls too, but with dark souls, I was kind of cognizant of, you know, my free time and knowing that what kind of time sync that Dark Souls 2 was. I just didn't have 100 hours, whatever, to do Dark Souls. So I would look up, like, the critical path um, on the extra life and just kind of use that as my, my you know, personal soapstone messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just going through. So it, it didn't take nearly as long, but I, I still had that, you know, Oh, I spent five hours in the Berg, you know, <laughs> just running around trying not to die and remember how to do stupid uh, kick things and try to jump. <laughs> um, 
but you're digging the game though. Like obviously at this yeah, point, no, I mean, this was, this was great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, I think as far as any of the, the covenants or PVP stuff, I didn't really gel with that too much. I'm not, I don't do a lot of multiplayer things. I like single player experience. And um, that's what this, this gives you. And you could, you can engage uh, as much or as little um, as you want with that. I mean, as long as you don't uh, either, you know, kindle yourself or, you know, pop a humanity, you're, you're, you're safe from being invaded for the most part. So I didn't have to worry. Um, Dark Souls about has that the best I, multiplayer system for that. Dark Souls one it, does specifically. It does. I mean, it's it's really great, and um, a lot of time, I mean, I just run around uh, like touching bloodstains and watching people like fall off a cliff. Or <laughs> the best part is if you see a you know a message saying, "Oh, hey, try jumping," and then there's bloodstains. You're like, "Yeah, but I don't try jumping because it's probably <laughs> it's probably a fall to my death." Um, it's always fun. Uh, Dark Souls two. I want to say it was Scholar. Maybe it was the the first mm-hmm. patch, like the big the big content patch that they did for as Scholar was about to roll out. They did that um, giant bloodstain thing, where I guess if like five or ten people died at the same time, you'd get like five or ten people doing it. So it ended up looking like the end of a um, Super Meat Boy level, where it's you see like <laughs> ten blood. people doing the same, like jumping off the same cliff and dying the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's always pretty funny to me. I, that's one of the aspects of the games that. Nobody really talks about a lot, but I think it's one of the most entertaining things is being able to watch other players die and kind of not necessarily real time, but like just being able to see exactly what their mistake was. It's so valuable. Yeah. I mean, it helps you progress. And um, I, I guess I should uh, talk a little bit how I go through these games. Um, it's not that I get, I guess, scared, but it gives me like an anxiety. Um, and so I definitely played through both of these with like shield up just you know step by step walking around um at least on the on the first playthrough uh so it took a long time like this is hours <laughs> hours of you know uh transversing Dranglek and Lordran, you know just hiding behind a shield um on the first go and it's it's uh it's a long it's a long walk it's a lot of ground to cover when you're just walking you know inch by inch the feeling of uh going around a corner with your shield up and just you know you're you, you've used like all but three uh uses of your estus you know you, you have a whole lot of souls that you're carrying around because you're like you've been going for a long time since the last bonfire and just praying that there's going to be a bonfire ahead of you or uh that you're not going to run into a big tough enemy or something is what like the crystallized dark souls experience to me like that that exact that moment where you're like extremely paranoid about what you're going to find and also very hopeful at the same time it's something i just can't get enough of <laughs> like even after playing these games for so long and you know kind of abandoning a shield back in dark souls 2 uh it's still having that moment of like going around a corner like oh shit <laughs> i need to get out of here or oh yes there's a bonfire I- i'm saved some of my favorite stuff in the game yeah um i like that and i i do like the mechanic where if you pick something up um, even if you die, you like you like held on to it, so it doesn't give you that roguelike like crushing. Oh no, I have to start like all over again. Um, but on the other hand, eventually that just prompted me to like, I think in later later games, um, I'm just like suicide running for shiny things in the distance. <laughs> you know, I'll just I'll just run and grab it. And if I die, whatever you know. But I got the thing. <laughs> that's also a good feeling too, and uh, that's something that. Uh, Bloodborne misses out on by having um, no real like respawnable uh, healing method. 
is that you know you start in Dark Souls, you get to that point where you have zero souls and you just don't care. You can just suicide to get the shiny objects or, or whatever. But like that's that's a, such a tax in Bloodborne that it's kind of a you don't ever get to that complete like completely hollow feeling. <laughs> pun, pun definitely intended. So yeah, I mean you you can um, because they they set up. Uh, the limit. So in Bloodborne, after the the first big patch, um, right? It wasn't the first one, but they did a, a large patch that extended um your storage capacity because I think was it was it was it's like ninety nine blood vials or something initially. It didn't let you hold much. Um, definitely didn't uh, allow for you making a lot of mistakes. And there's a whole. Uh, I don't know. I think we dubbed it the the Yarnum run between mm-hmm. myself and my brother because you just go farming from blood vials and bullets <laughs> off of uh, uh, the the first witch, wheelchair guy um, in the little house um, in Central Yarnum. We called him Old Man Jenkins because he had the, the always uh, reliable four uh, bullets if you killed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's that was good. <laughs> Which they used to completely um, trick you in the DLC. <laughs> so you oh, yeah. get to that guy and be like, oh, yeah, here's my old friend. Oh, my God, what is happening? Oh, no, it's, it's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid timed uh, Molotov or whatever they were. So as you're playing through these games, you, you mentioned at the beginning that something that was attractive to you about Demon Souls was the possibility of um, some of these characters and bosses that you would fate have, face would have more story behind them. How much of the actual plot and lore are you picking up as you're playing through dark souls 2 and dark souls 1 are you are you reading these item descriptions did someone kind of clue you into that or um, did you pick it up on your by yourself or are you just completely uh, having blinders on for it yeah i was um i realized about the item descriptions as i was playing so like organically um i would read them when i felt i had the chance or you know you'd make the trek back to firelink or you know wherever you felt was a, a safe spot and kind of look at some of the stuff um I think as far as piecing the story together, right, we were trying to do that a little bit um, mm-hmm. between myself and my brother. But I don't know; it's it's pretty convoluted. It's not something that's easy to uh, to to dig at. Um, I guess as we we see the the lore community is uh, quite large now, anyway. Um, so back in maybe 2014, 2015, uh, I was on like Tumblr. Uh, for, for a brief period of time, um, and there's a there was a thriving uh, Souls community on there. Um, it was right around, uh, I guess, a little bit before the release of um, Scholar, and I guess so between the announcement of Project Beast and, and when Scholar came out, uh, and there was a large like RP community. So they would um, have Tumblr accounts that were um like creating of mira you know they they pretended to be these um souls npcs and i found a couple of the um the people that i wouldn't interact with them but i would just read their posts because they would write like you know short little fiction um and try to stay in character so you get sort of i don't know it's weird it's kind of a meta thing you you're getting their interpretation of a character, but when they're trying to be faithful to it, it, it contains lore that's you know present in the game. Um, and I think through that, 
people were talking about um, Vatavidya, so I ended up just watching all of his um, Prepare to Cry <laughs> editions yeah. and um, getting into it that way. It's a little easier to parse when someone else kind of does a lot of the heavy lifting and you can just enjoy watching you know, some, some nicely edited videos. With like the nicest voice in you on YouTube, right? That's the most soothing man ever. I just like I'm gonna listen to that and like I'll take a nap or something. He's he's great. I've heard I've had several people tell me that they've um that they listen to him to go to sleep, and then they like to a person they've always said, yeah, I guess that sounds really bad, but it's just so soothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not the content. Yeah, it's not like an insult. We're not yeah. saying like oh it's boring. It's like no, it's just like a this dulcet tones. Um. I guess as far as the community involvement, I also really liked to uh, watch um, it's uh, the Edward uh, Chronicles, I guess. So it's uh, a YouTube or uh, Twitch streamer, Kraken, and then uh, Vati and um, Iron Pineapple or something. I don't remember the other dude. Uh, but they role-played through uh, Dark Souls 3, um, okay. doing a co-op run and just pretending to be these characters. And so it's all, you know, it's, 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 I would say it's voice acted. They're just basically, you know, just talking junk to each other, but sometimes it's, it's, it's usually pretty funny, but it's the entire thing from beginning through ring city. Like they did a whole hours, hours of watching them (laughs) like stumble around. It's, um, it's a time investment for sure. I wish there was like an abridged version to like recommend to people because otherwise you're like, Hey, yeah, watch this thing. It's like, you know, only 25 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, um, with podcasts, I, I play around a lot with the idea of doing like trailers for a podcast mm-hmm. and, um, it's such a huge amount of work. And I, I kind of feel like if you're going to do like a huge LP, it, it would, behoove you to have that like a, it's, it's kind of a like this is what we do like a five minute video that shows me like why i would want to invest 20 something hours of my time to watch your yeah enormous watch lp but mm-hmm. just on, on the created creator side of that it's so much fucking work <laughs> like yeah the lp already is so much work i've never completed but, one i've started like five and i've never completed one but man like Oof, it just takes a while yeah it's a lot of time um and i think well with those guys they have a separate um editor you know guy that they one of their friends or whatever so it's not it's not just one person or you know trying to do all the work it's they're sharing the load and i still think it you know they um they'll live i guess they live streamed um a few of the last uh edward episodes um but it would be you know t- two weeks or whatever before the the youtube you know much because con- it's the the when they're doing the live let's or the let's play i guess the stream um, it would be like four hours long, but the, the video comes out and it's like 15 minutes, you know, they're, they're, that editing is a lot of, that's a lot of time it takes to edit all that. Um, uh, just, just from editing podcasts, um, it, it takes the same amount of time for me to edit that, uh, as it does like recording it, you know, it's, it's, exactly, it's, a, yeah. it's a commitment. It's a, it's a, that's one reason I don't do video stuff anymore. It's just too much. Mm. It's just too much. And like, it's just way too much. I, I, like, I look at stuff, um, especially when you see, and it's, it's unfair to yourself to compare yourself to other people that do it. But I, I look at Neo Loki's videos and I'm like, well, that's like, if I was at the top of my game, I still would not be able to touch that level of artistic, you know, I don't, integrity is not the word I'm looking for, but like, 
artistic capability. Um, and yeah. I just, I just know I'm not going to hit that point. So I'm like, well, I don't ever want to do it anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's, I know that's hard, a ridiculous it's, it's thing. It's daunting like, to, to go into something and then feel like you should never even try. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, was, I mean, I guess speaking of Neo Loki's, those are some spooky videos. They are. I don't know how he does that, but it's like, it makes an already kind of spooky thing just um it's like uneasy it's like hard to watch them because it's done so well you know it's like watching a scary movie or something yeah he uh i've always described him as you know dark souls by way of david lynch and yeah i mean that's that's perfect because they're just sort of like something's off i think that's what it is It's, Mm -hmm. it's you can't put your finger on what's wrong and it's also a lot to do with it's the music it's like unsettling um background music or i guess it's not really background it's it's like a music video yeah yeah it's it's, it's like a, um really cool. yeah like old uh like late 90s um mtv like there's like that late night thing with that played um the max and oh man weird, uh liquid uh, television yeah yeah it yeah. was like the, the dude with the alien in his head um aeon flux something that came on there. And, all, and all that mm-hmm. stuff man i, I yeah, love yeah, the, i love like the hell else out of all that. <laughs> we're using like old references whatever <laughs> i know what it was <laughs> i um and all of that stuff is so good like that hit me at exactly the right time like i don't I think if I'd have been just a little younger, it, I wouldn't have processed it. And being like a little older, I no. maybe thought I was like too cool for it or something. But it hit me. Yeah, we were like, time. that was like the high point of, I guess, high school. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just, mm-hmm. you know, 16 or whatever and watching that stuff. And it was, I don't know, formative, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I grew up watching, that. you know, uh, Paul Verhoeven and, and Lynch and just random things I probably shouldn't have seen as a child. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm well adjusted adult. (laughs) It didn't hurt me at all as you're skinning Mm -hmm. the kitten. Um. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) We don't talk about that. (laughs) Um, just talking about like, uh, like, did you ever do let's plays? Did you ever put any of that stuff out on YouTube or or anything like that? Like, did you? Are you? Because I know, like, I have friends that uploaded like their challenge videos and stuff like that. Did you ever get into any of that, or was it just kind of always like a? No, I like to watch those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think, recently figured out I could um, do like Twitch, just streaming um, on the uh, the PS4. So I, I do a couple of those. Um, I don't know, I. I think it's not really a fear, but I don't think anyone's want to watch it. <laughs> so sure. I, I, you know, I'll I'll toss the stream up and I'll get like nobody joins, and I'm just like, well, this is just making me sad. So I just <laughs> stop doing. It. I'm like, whatever. I'll just watch somebody else. Play. I have I have totally been there before, where you're just like, why am I sitting here in my living room, like narrating this thing that I'm doing for an audience that isn't even there? At yeah, all? like to narrating it to zero people. I always yeah, watch- and I think. Yeah, go ahead. I always wonder how it's going to be like if the first person joins the room and they're going to hear you talking mm. and they're going to be like, who's this dude talking to? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, that's um, a couple of the guys. So uh, Jake, Jake Lionheart, um, he's done a few Twitch streams. And anytime I see you know one of our community, I guess, I'm doing that, I try to jump in um, just because I know the feeling of it's empty room and it's no fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I made it onto one of your you were streaming Neo um, way back, like right when it first came out. Yeah, I was really bad at it. <laughs> You're a, yeah, you, that's a that's a tough game. Are you a big Neo fan? I, I seem to I seem to remember you and my and um, 
Brad Galloway going like around and round and round and, and on Twitter about that game. Yeah, I um I put it up 150 hours, so I guess I'm a fan. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty so. fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I oh well, I I do a, a podcast, um, Monster Deer Monster, and that game is uh, I guess sort of what got me to do a podcast. So I um I put a lot of hours into. I mean, a lot of those hours is, is it was me, you know, lore hunting, and you have to basically kill. Um, the enemies a certain amount of time to unlock their lore entries. So, you know, so many hours of that's just me, like, over and over murdering yokai. <laughs> <laughs> just over and over and over again. Yeah, it was, it was exhausting. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a, fun, it's a fun game. Well, tell me about, um, I guess we got through Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 1. Mm. At this point, did you go back to Demons, or did you go forward to Bloodborne? Uh, I went forward to Bloodborne. I was, like, just I don't know. That was I was so excited um, from that Project Beast, uh, the little teasers they were doing, um, and the fact that they they released it so quickly um, after the trailer. Like I think it was like an E three announcement or something, and then the game came out a few months later. Um, uh, well, I mean, I guess in general, these games are spaced so you know tightly together. They're you know a year apart. Uh, I guess as fans, there's there's not a whole lot of weight that you're you're not you're not doing like you know waiting for Half Life three or something. This is an immediate gratification. Um, yeah, no, I I tucked into Bloodborne like big time, um, and there, yeah, there was no like bouncing off. I just <laughs> same thing, just you know torpedoed down the the tube and. Had, I would, ima- I would imagine with your, um, with your fascination and with like monsters of different kinds, uh, like the Bloodborne was scratching a really big itch for you. Yeah, um, uh, I guess I guess there's spoilers. The game's been out for so long. Uh, so the game does a lot with um, Lovecraft, you know, in a sort of late game turn. And um, I, I guess as a I wasn't angsty teen, but as a as a teenager, um, I really enjoyed reading um, Lovecraft and uh, Robert Chambers and a lot of the um, like ter- you know old turn of the century uh, horror authors. So yeah, this this hit all the buttons. Um, I uh, talk about it a little bit elsewhere, but I as much as I like the the cosmic horror um, that Bloodborne has in it, I went into this like wanting werewolves and vampires and and that sort of you know classic universal monster that i think the trailers were um setting up Mm -hmm. and so it did the turn and i was i wasn't like disappointed but i was like i i want to play this game with just the werewolves the whole way through (laughs) you know something like that i I would bring out the frankensteins i want frankenstein basically yeah (laughs) you know but you as a fan of lovecraft that was like you weren't totally disappointed when it when the game no was it was started. still great um i just like wanted something else instead um i don't know it's it's a, it's a hard feeling to i guess describe because i i wasn't disappointed but i thought well it could have been just as cool if they just did you know different types of werewolves or you know whatever you know monster monsters not uh, space aliens we we talk a lot about um, the possibility of a Bloodborne two on this podcast. Like, is that where you would want to see Bloodborne two go? Assuming that such a game even exists in the first place. Uh, yeah. So if they did Bloodborne two, I would. They in the in the Old Hunters DLC, um, you get 
uh, Yamamura and um, Valtier, 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 Valtier. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not from Silent Hill, <laughs> Valtier. Um, so these two guys are outsiders to to Yarnum. They're they come from somewhere else, but in their lore, it's telling you that these um, the scourge uh, is also you know in their lands. Uh, and then we also kind of see this in Kanehurst, where that's not really part of Yarnum. Um, but the the scourge manifests utterly differently in um, Kanehurst. I mean, they they're crazy vampires. Um, so that being the case, I want to see that. Like, don't stay away from Yarnum. It's done. The tale's been wrapped up. Um, give us these other lands. I mean, there's so much you could like mine for gaming goodness you know and and not have to just retread old gra- old ground and that that was you know um the problem i think with uh dark souls 3 is they had stuff that they could have talked about um or or threads they could have wrapped up um and they you know they didn't do that uh but with bloodborne if they do a second one you know you've already don't retread the same ground go do something new um, honestly, I, I'd rather them just like, just, just leave it alone. You know, if, if they're going to do that, if I really think about it, you know, just drop it and start a new IP. <laughs> the overwhelming majority wants to see a, a, a new IP. Like, I think mm. that's the, like it, uh, nobody, I don't think anybody really wants Bloodborne too. They just want more of what Bloodborne was like that fast paced combat. And then like just new yeah. stuff around that. Like that's pretty much all everybody cares about. Um, I mean, if they make it, I'll buy it. But <laughs> yeah, I like I'm not to, gonna like it. No. I like I like to joke that uh, they've got yeah. till probably Dark Souls like six or seven before I won't buy something day one. Like yeah. the yeah. games would have to continually get worse and just compl- and it before I just stop because you know for as much crap as Dark Souls three gets, it's 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 still a great video game. Like it's still this huge world to explore. It just doesn't live up to its predecessors, which like hey, like that's almost no game does like <laughs> live up to its predecessors, right? Like, yeah. Hardly and these are, these are, you know, you're standing on the, uh, I guess the, um, the shoulders of Colossus, you know, when you're trying to make the next game, each of these is, uh, it's hard to make it better than the one that came before because the one that came before was so good. I mean, you can't always just keep going up. I mean, at some time you have to plateau and, come down the other side of the hill. And I think that's what, you know, Dark Souls 3 was. Um, that being the case, they cleared, I mean, they solidified the um, the systems and the combat. I didn't have any problem with that. Like, um, I guess that's a weird thing that um, th- these games, if you give them a little bit of a break, they, they strap on some clear, like, nostalgia goggles. Um, uh, I'll go from Bloodborne and then I'll, you know, I'll toss back on a... Um, See, see where my character's at on Dark Souls. Um, but I'll always think that it plays like Dark Souls 3, um, and then it doesn't, and it's really slow. I mean, you, you get the hang of it pretty quickly, but what I want it to do is be as polished as 3 as far as speed, timing, um, even the graphics. They, 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 did, they aged well. I mean, they did a, a good thing with how they rendered the, the backgrounds and their... They don't look like horrendous. It doesn't look like incredibly dated, but I always think that it looks like Dark Souls three, like in my head, and then I go play it and or I load it up and I'm like, oh no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I went back to Dark Souls one relatively recently on uh on both the PS3 and the mm. uh, backwards compatible version on the Xbox One, and um, like it still looks very much like Dark Souls, but it's just like the UI. I think is the probably the most dated thing. Like have only being able to go through four items at a time on the screen and having these giant like inventory items in the bottom left corner or whatever. Like it's just so <laughs> it's just so obviously like. It, it, it was it was definitely made at the point that it was straddling that SD versus HD resolutions, right? So they had to make everything big for the SD yeah. crowd and be able to see everything yeah. on the <laughs> HD crowd. It's it's very odd. Like it's a it's a weird game to come out of that generation. So, what did, what yeah. did you think about uh, Bloodborne's DLC? I'm I'm assuming that um, you picked it up as soon as it came out. It sounds like you're you were oh yeah, I I, <laughs> I grabbed that like immediately. Um, no, I really. Uh, it has a high, like, the difficulty is, is high. It's higher mm-hmm. than I expected. I mean, it's, it's like people have said this, it's it's end-game content accessible, you know. It's not even mid-game, it's, it's pretty early. Um, and I went into this, what was that, man, like level 65 or something, and I was just getting, like, stomped. <laughs> it was, like, not even fun. Um so I had to like leave and then and then you know grind a little and come back. Or I think I just went progressed further into the game and came back. But um, no, the the story, um, the NPCs, everything was just solid. This is probably um, my favorite uh, DLC out of any, any of the series because it it fits so well into the game. It's it's it adds quality and adds content and um, clarifies some story beats. Um, in in the main game for it answers some questions like this is the proper way to DLC. Um, this is not uh, Ashes of Ariandale and the Ring City where it just brings up more stuff than it answers and I don't know um, inflates difficulty for no no real reason other than to just provide this you know ever increasing level of challenge that people pretended to want or i don't know i don't know what happened there <laughs> uh it really all of the dlc feels like they play tested it with um the challenge mode people <laughs> more than the actual people like that are out there yeah playing the game, or, which... or like pvpers i mean there's that weird sure. 120 yeah. um rec- you know meta level cap um that they recommend and that's the level you kind of need to be to i wouldn't say breeze your way through but you're not going to just be slammed um right out the gate yeah i went in to that uh to the dark souls 3 dlcs with still a new game but at like you know level 120 or 130 or something and specifically with my strength build had absolutely no problem like some of the bosses were ridiculous like the 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 um sister freda is like three phase boss fight can just go fuck itself forever and ever amen but um <laughs> like the actual mobs and everything i just had no difficulty with and i remember when we did the spoiler cast for ashes or Indel on dark insight uh cliff was, say, was saying like man if this was so hard for me and uh it just turned out to be like i was just over leveled for it and it was it makes all the difference in the world <laughs> like, oh yeah I, I think i did that one at um Probably level eighty, so it was okay. It wasn't. It was doable, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. Any any anything under that, and you're just going to get smashed. And again, this is accessible like quite early um, for being like late game content. Uh, the Ring City was also like that, but it, Ring City was weird because there's like two access points, so you can get to it um, 
either uh, like the end game uh, bonfire mm-hmm. um, or um, provided you've beaten um, ashes, you can access it at the, there's a, a bonfire that spawns um, in sister Frida's uh, the boss arena. Um, but if you go to that one, like right after you beat ashes and, and you were just like kind of, you were maybe struggling, but you made it, you know, with maybe summon some people and kind of got through. Um, but if you jump into Ring City from there and you're like under 120, it's not a fun time. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's just getting smashed over and over and stupid angel turrets. And <laughs> it's uh, those angel turrets are. I know they've been nerfed. I haven't gone through since they got nerfed, but man, that, that first day was some of the most egregious, like anti souls play that I had ever seen in my life. And I'm still kind of butthurt about it. And I know like it's thinking back now, I, they're not that bad. It's not like it stopped me from, from finishing the DLC or anything. But, um, at the time I was just, it's like, man, this is exactly the opposite of what I want out of a souls game. Like you're making me run through these areas that I would usually clear out. And, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. do the, the CJ thing where I, I go through and like, just, I, and look at every single possible thing, but I like you know going through the area and, and looking at all this, yeah, stuff and, you know, and trying to piece together the, the spoiler, mm. the the, the uh, story. So, yeah, they um, what it felt like to me, and especially what the size of the areas was, they geared this to co op. Like running through with other people makes this like infinitely. I mean, it's not like incredibly easier, but there's something to pull um, uh, aggro uh, from the angels or from some of the mobs and you can kind of suss your way through like that way. I mean, it's, it's, it's still a, a game of, you know, running to the next set of cover or whatever and, you know, try to double back around. But um, I don't know. It's a little bit more fun uh, doing that. And I, I didn't really play these games uh, summoning, but I like to be summoned. So I try to beat the areas and then, you know, put down the sign and help for bosses and stuff. Yeah, I didn't. You've kind of mentioned a couple of times that you're not really into it for PvP. Have you not done any, really participated in any of that stuff outside of just getting summoned? Uh, I okay. What I did was uh, when I when I got into um, Dark Souls three, I found out this exists. It was a weird thing, I guess, called fight clubs. Yep. And <laughs> so I found out that they needed a host. Like people wanted someone just to host it. So I spent hours um uh getting oh i didn't summon but i i summoned people into my world for fight clubs um after uh no it's not martyr logarius or what the heck is his name um so sylvan or whatever the um, pontiff yeah yeah pontiff sullivan sullivan there we go um so there's a little ring arena sort of behind his um bonfire and so i just sat there decked out like in uh, like just my loincloth and I'm like wrinkly old that dude holding torches and I would just like fling my torches around. This is in the game or just on sit the there. Yeah. In the game. Okay. Like, yeah. No, on the couch. I, <laughs> yeah, I did. I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, getting hype. Oh yeah. I got my uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> my Estes. Um, yeah, no, I would, so I'd sit there for hours and just uh, do the like little dragon meditation pose and um, watch people fight. And it's like watching a let's play, but it's right there <laughs> on your own screen. Um, and then you'd, you'd play, you'd host for like an hour or something. And the, the last person uh, ultimately would want to fight you. And um, every time so I was never um, specced for like PVP, 
and I was horrendously underleveled. So, uh, you know, it feels like that, oh, it's the, the big boss, you know, so I jumped down and put on all my armor, and then I'll die on, like, one hit. It was, <laughs> like, horribly <laughs> anticlimactic. Uh, that's oh, and then what I would do was uh, people would, would fight, and um, I like to be Dark Souls Santa. So I, I just had a ton of Titanite or something. I remember uh, saved up just some goodies. And people that would win, I would drop, uh, like prizes, like uh, embers or whatever, um, to, to like the victor of the battle. So that that was fun. Yeah, that's always a good time. I used to do a little bit of that in Dark Souls One, like get, you know, invade mm. people and then drop them in like a high level weapon and then fight them with it and then kill them and then leave. Yeah, <laughs> like so. <laughs> that's what I did in um, Duke's Archive. So after I beat um, Artorius, I picked up uh, Lord Blade Sierra's armor and her. <clears throat> tracers and i was i was get, intending to do like an rp a playthrough and pretend i was mad that someone killed artorius even though it was me that killed him um but i i went to the archives and um i would like blue um orb invade people mm-hmm. but i wouldn't have any weapon. i would just like be unequipped with weapons and i would just run around and then um do like the hello or i don't remember which one i was using but i would sit there and um, drop those little uh, carvings and then just just run around and drop like presents. Um, I wouldn't even like attack. I would just invade them to drop them gifts. Uh, but most people would just run and kill me. Like they wouldn't give me time to give them presents. They would just murder <laughs> me. And they were scared. I just didn't even have any weapons. I mean, I guess I could have, you know, swapped them back in really fast, but yeah, uh, you, you can do that. You can run around like and be naked and people will run away from you. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, like people, like, especially like, if you. Invade. I don't have armor on. You can kill me in like two hits. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that because people are just so terrified, especially if they're new to the game. They're just completely terrified of someone, you know, entering their world, <laughs> screaming naked character running at them. Like, they gotta be so powerful. <laughs> like, nah, I'm like level twenty, whatever. Just, <laughs> I'm just trying to give you some presents, dude. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> this is not going to end well for anybody but me. <laughs> so yeah. don't worry about it. I don't know. I, I like if I'm going to do the um, the P- PvP or invade or anything i just like to make it funny like give people a laugh or something i tried to do that in um dark souls 3 i, I had the um i went and did the the quest line where you can get the red orb um so i would you know forcefully invade people and just like try to troll them um well it's supposed to be because i would i'm not very good at the the pvp elements so i just die um but uh you i don't know there's so many stupid um what they call gang squads or whatever so everyone just summons like seven dudes and uh you know tosses those um seed of a giant and you just you just get murdered you can't even yep. like mess with people unfortunately yeah. uh the unfortunate consequence of you know kind of regulating pvp a lot of these very specific covenants is you kind of lose the uh interesting like kind of out of nowhere pvp moments right like if you organize it down to the point where people can just summon and wait for you and and kill you then you you lose that like i can i can invade you from anywhere like that's what bloodborne is missing is being able to invade people from anywhere because nobody summons in bloodborne and so you never get a chance to just invade people and i know i know people out there do it and it's but it's just not near as populated as uh dark souls one or ever was no. um so it's yeah it's, i mean three is like overpopulated and then you know the the problem with some of the covenants not they're being they're broken i mean the um dark moon blades like hardly ever get summoned in and yeah, blue sentinel yeah. same thing it, it doesn't work as 
as it's intended. I think as it's always been that way. I wonder if that's a, is it a, is it a bug or a feature? <laughs> Did they just not implement that stuff on purpose? No, no grave lording for you. It's, it's weird you know. because uh, I can't imagine that it's on purpose because why would you, because they they've done so many balance patches that are specifically aimed at PVP that I, why would you, you know, have something, yeah. why would you have that functionality and kind of, do development patches for it and then have it also be broken like i've never I know. really it could be like that. server overloads um sure. dark souls yeah. 3 you know got so much play uh so many streamers and youtubers and the the whole ridiculous um marketing debacle whatever you want to call it travesty uh so many people are playing this game you're never hurting for um co-op or anything like that so that, that, that that's good in in that way i guess mm-hmm. um and then they've implemented these uh, dual arenas, you know, like that specific go do um, PvP and uh, I don't know. I think that that it's kind of cool. I don't do any of that stuff, but the options it's nice to have that there um, to do if you want. But I think what I wished is they they do these arena battles, but you don't get anything for it that's tangible. So there's no reason to go do it. Like yeah. I don't even think you get souls. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's specifically just there to like I want to challenge somebody, right? Like it's just pure PvP without any kind of like reward. Yeah, or I don't know. It feels like Call of Duty crowd, you know, to attract that kind of people. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. Well, what do you, you know, um, as, as someone who's gone through all of the games and uh, and you know has gone seems like they put a lot of time in them um what do you kind of want to want from from software next they haven't really announced anything which makes like for the 15th episode in a row i think that i'm going to have that conversation with somebody and except this time i don't say it's before e3 <laughs> because it's just been yeah. so long since they've announced <laughs> been, something been nothing hey it's for um before the tokyo game show right sure yeah um yeah crusty's coming guys yeah yeah it's we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna see it i like honestly, I'd like them just do a new IP, do something else. Um, as much as I enjoy these games, and would you know, all like I said, if they do something, I'll I'll buy it and play it. But I don't know. Um, you mentioned a long time ago uh, your idea of this, um, like a Wild West, you know, uh, Western Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm down for that. I also really like the old uh, sort of point and click adventures because people talked about like walking sims where you're just kind of walking through um lord Dren or whatever but the old uh, like lucas arts um king's quest and stuff like that uh i think that would be kind of cool some sort of like retro just exploration game and you can you know run into npcs or whatever but you don't have to do like you know combat you just have fun looking for lore and things i would like that yeah, um, you're actually the second or third person to um, say that, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, someone else just that I just interviewed just recently said like a, a straight up point and click puzzle solving kind of game, but with the world exploration and kind of the history and the lore of a, of a normal Souls slash Bloodborne game would be something yeah. really fascinating to me. I'd, I'd, I would be way, way off into that, I think. Yeah, I, I would play that. I, and I guess with the with the uh, success of uh, Dream Daddy, I would play a, um, a dating sim. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Just, just for giggles. I have not uh, played Dream Daddy yet, but I, I am extremely... Yeah, I haven't it. either, but everyone's... <laughs> everyone, it's been the... I guess, I don't know, I haven't seen anything about it anymore, but it was the, the thing, you know, for a month or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, Dave, thank you very much for, for guesting on the podcast, especially since it's yeah, kind of thanks a, for, thanks an, for having me on. an early Saturday morning. Um, if people choose to, where, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter um, at sentient underscore plus. Um, I'll, I'll give you some notes with some <laughs> links because it's sure. hard to spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you do, uh, uh, and you do I, a couple and I do of other a, shows, right? Yes. I do two podcasts. So um, on iTunes, you can find us at Monster Dear Monster. Um, and that's that's about um, monsters in um, popular culture. So uh, we watch um, movies, read books, play video games, anything to deal with monsters, which is like anything. So um, there's that. And then I watch um, Kung Fu movies and talk about them with uh, our mutual buddy, um, Vader Van Odin. And uh, you can find that on um, iTunes at uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. <laughs> Still a great, great name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was a, we lucked out on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and as far as Monster Your Monster goes, I think if we're going to try to line this up so that um, as this is coming out, your two co-hosts on uh, Monster Your Monster are also going to have episodes of Don't Give Up Skeleton coming out today. And then we're going to try to time that around the release of me guesting on Monster Your Monster. So if you are a fan of me and Dave having a conversation on a podcast, like you should probably, this this week will be for you. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll hear a whole four podcasts of us talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're going to be talking about uh, Shin Godzilla, which is uh, one of my favorite movies from... I watched it this year. I forget if it came out last year or this year. I think it may have came out last year, but um, I cannot wait to dig into that movie. So that should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. (laughs) Well, thank you again for guesting. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to all of our social media, including the Instagram, Don't Give Up Skellies, where you can find um, brief video previews of each and every episode so you can kind of get an idea of what you're getting into. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for leaving iTunes reviews. Thank you, everyone, for telling your friends. If uh, you or someone you know want to be on the show, email me at uh, dguspodcast at gmail.com, or you can use the contact form at don'tgiveupskeleton.com and we will see what happens i'm i'm opening my list tentatively and i'm trying to get work through my crazy (laughs) backlog of guests that i want to record with um so shoot me an email and we'll try to figure something out thank you again for listening and remember don't give up skeleton and we're good all right that's a wrap that's a wrap um thank you again man this was this was awesome yeah thanks it was fun I guess we've got about 30 minutes before MDM. Yeah, if you need a bathroom break. Yeah, I'm going to go.